All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of You've Been Watching, the behind-the-scenes podcast with behind-the-scenes people who have all the best opinions you never hear because, like I've said before, that stupid button in our studio that turns our mic on won't work. They just say, don't let us talk on the radio, Brian. <laughs> They're scared of what will happen. <laughs> I, I'd be petrified of what you'd have to say on live radio. I, I'm, I'd be horrified. We're, we're on so, delay. We're on delay. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to give you a chance to let your opinions out here. Uh, so today we're going to talk about something that I think is really interesting because over the last eight, nine years, you and I have come up with many different theories about who should play who in cinematic universes. And the thing I want to talk about today is fan casting and the fact that sometimes these things come across and they're not necessarily everything you want them to be you think no i don't see that that doesn't that doesn't match up for me now again that's one person's opinion throughout billions but uh i just don't get this thing of why they need to make such small change i i in in a large way i'm referring to the fact that the fantastic four is set to be filmed here soon they're gonna make they're gonna make the announcements here any day yeah about who they're casting and for me, they did it. They already have the perfect Reed Richards in John Krasinski. Now, that's just because of the fan cat of the past finally coming true. But it's like I, I don't understand the need to tinker. It should be so, in our minds, it should be so cut and dry who plays these characters. But if we were the ones making the decisions, some of our pe favorite people would have never played characters. Right. That's true. And it's... It, is it and is it because that's who we've seen as the character and we heard about it and went oh yeah he makes sense or is it is it maybe that John Krasinski has said yeah I, I don't want to get tied into this right now I've got other things I want to do you know you don't know what what's causing the change in casting you know you hope that it's being made for the right reasons but it could just be like yeah, I don't I don't want to do this anymore you know Absolutely, you want what you can't have in a way. It's yeah, kind of what yeah. it is in, in some regards. No, I, I completely agree with that. And the problem with it, though, is then you find out guys who are up for the guys, girls, whoever are up for the running of these parts. Like the big one right now is everybody sees Adam. Or the the big rumor is that Adam Driver will be cast as the next Reed Richards. And look, I love Adam Driver. I think he's a phenomenal actor. He's a villain to me because he's played Kylo Ren. Yeah, but. I just don't see that. And, and I'm going off the fact that all I have is, I'm going to blank on his name. Uh, his first name's Ian. He played. Oh, yeah. The, I know uh, you're talking about. Reed Richards in the first two. McGuffin or something along those lines. Yeah. Yes. And then we have John Krasinski. Other than that, we don't have a lot of live action Reed Richards to go off. No. Of. There's not a lot to play with. So you have the comic. And when I see the comic, I just don't see Adam Driver. I told you in our pre-show that I see him as... Uh, Victor, if you want to play Von Doom, that's good. I see it. You're yeah. there. You could be that character. Now, part of that is because of Kylo Ren, but I just don't see the smart Reed Richards kind of character with him. And that's no offense to him. It just doesn't match up. So when they say this is probably going to happen, I'm like, wow, I really want to like this movie, but you're off to a really bad start with me. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. And at the same time, I'm trying to step back and go, you know, he is a really good actor. And you know, and the, all you see is him with the long Kylo Ren hair. It's like you cut the hair, maybe give him a beard, and it it may be because he is such a good actor. The one that annoyed me was the Mila Kunis rumor that yeah. floated. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like if we do that, then I'm out. Thank you. I can't do that. <laughs> well, and the, the one that, and <clears throat> I think this might be one because we got a great Ben Grimm early on, 
yeah. with uh, Michael Chiklis. You weren't a fan necessarily of the newer one. Again, that was a lot of CGI, but right. that's one thing I want to ask you is as a fan of this, and I've often made jokes that Brian is actually the thing. He just hasn't <laughs> changed yet. Um, when you hear this, though, that is there really a right casting for that? Because for me, it, it, it's great, but for me, it's whoever's going to do the voice right, because right. with today's animation and all that, and like Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. I hate to break it to you. Mark Ruffalo is not six foot or eight feet tall and, sure. and jacked. It's it's CGI. So whoever they cast, whether it's they could, and, and this is gonna, I'm, I'm making a joke. They could cast Peter Dinklage as the <laughs> uh, as the thing because technically it's never gonna be him. It's gonna be it's gonna be a CGI thing. Well, so but, is there a bad fan casting to you in that way? Yeah, because the thing is, when you even though Ruffalo is the Hulk, when he's big, he still kind of looks like Ruffalo, and he's Ruffalo doing the acting. And when he's small, he has to still be Bruce Banner. So this guy still, because the thing has had moments when he's not the thing. He still has to be Ben Grimm and has to look like, you know, because Ben Grimm was a pilot. He was still a big, tough goon kind of a guy before mm -hmm. he became the thing. So you still have to have the right actor in, in that role. And the CGI is like, yeah, there's CGI. They've done it with She-Hulk. They did it with Hulk it still has to have that right actor to do that character or it's not going to work and put me lacunas as miss hulk or miss things like no no it, number one it, to me it's too early if you're going to do that storyline that's a storyline that went as way up the road after you introduced the fantastic four i think to introduce the fantastic four you introduce the original four and then if you want to, you know, make changes and do different stories up the road, She-Hulk's already been in there. She-Hulk was a Fantastic Four member. Spider-Man's been a Fantastic Four member, right? So there's lots of other stories. It's like shoving, shoving that out there to me was like, this is just to get attention from people who aren't normally comic book fans. It's like, Mila Kunis is going to be in it. It's like, yeah, it's the people that, the Mila Kunis, the TMZ followers are now going, oh, really? Oh, you know. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Now, see, here's the thing, though. Early on, and I think that was to establish a little bit of, you know, hey, come see this because this person's in it. Like, it could have been a huge swing and a miss when they cast Robert Downey Jr. as uh, as Tony Stark. It ended up working out brilliantly. Right. But Chris Chris Evans, relatively known. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, not really that well-known. Thor kind of catapulted him into a yeah. whole other level. And then they've sprinkled out. But lately... It's been a lot of unknowns, or not maybe unknowns, but lesser knowns getting cast in these roles. Does it make more sense if you're going to start this franchise of the Fantastic Four and you're going to launch these guys? Do you kind of run the risk of, like, Adam Driver? It's like, oh, look, Kylo Ren's a really smart dude who can stretch. Like, yeah. do they run the risk if they cast big names instead of saying, let's find four people who are really good actors and who will fit these roles beautifully, and let's let this be their springboard? Although, you're right, it, uh Robert Downey Jr. could have been a swing and a miss, but he's such a good actor that it yeah. worked. And uh, so it's like, okay, the Adam Driver is not the visual I see in it, but he is such a good actor. It's like, okay, let's give him, I would give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. But I think you then surround him with people who aren't as well known to, you know, that are good actors to round out the cast. I think uh, ben Grimm and the Torch both have to be unknowns. You could put somebody in as uh, Sue Re Richards, who is a more well-known actress, but I think uh, some of them have to be unknowns to make that sort of believable. That's fair. You know, That's fair. In my mind. So, 
Yeah, and, and I completely agree. So in all of this, this has really just been building up to us being able to have fun with it, and that is that we kind of wanted to say over the years we've seen hundreds if not thousands of fan castings of this person should play this person, this person should play this person. And we, I kind of wanted to know for you, who were who the ones that when you saw it, you're like, no, that's not going to work. But then when it happened, you're like, oh, wow, that really worked. I actually like what they did with that. Is there, were there any that stood out to you as like the, yep, that could have been a, like, like a Robert Downey Jr. That could have been a big miss, but you actually didn't miss. I, I was actually, when they said Hugh Jackman was going to be Wolverine, I was like, what? No. Okay. But now I don't really see anybody else. Uh, same with Aquaman. I didn't think... Um, I had Momoa on the on my list as yeah, well. Yeah, it's like, it's like did. Momoa as Aquaman, that's going to be horrible. And it's like, nope, he was one of the best characters they have. And I think you and I talked about this. I think it's like almost every Batman. Exactly. I put the last three because, you know, Clooney... Val Kilmer and Michael Keaton, while I, I love them all individually for different reasons, I, you know, I was 10 when the Clooney yeah. one came out, so I didn't really look at it and go, George Clooney is Batman. That doesn't seem plausible. Yeah. I was more like, ooh, action figures. But <laughs> yes, like I, Christian Bale, uh, Ben Affleck, Robert Pattinson, those were the ones where I was kind of more aware. I was like, really? British dude's going to play Batman? Okay, let's yeah. give this a try, see what happens. And to me, Bale is the weakest of the lot. Of agree. All of I the Batmans. Agree. He's the one I like the least, even though Clooney probably is the one who gets the most bashing. Yeah, I, I think in all honesty, I think the the magnitude that the Dark Knight movies were made on and the fact that you had, you know, yeah. uh, uh, hey, oh, my gosh, Heath Ledger gives such an Oscar worthy performance. I think those really helped carry it. And people kind of overlook the fact that. You know, all someone had to do, all a villain had to do was give Batman a, a Ricola and he would have, everybody would have known exactly. who he was. And I, so, and I remember, and you were way too young for this, but I remember eight, when Michael Keaton was cast at Bat, as Batman, the, the fans lost their minds. Mr. Mom cannot be Batman. I mean, they just, yeah. and now every time that commercial comes on, I can hear all the fans squealing. It's like, Michael Keaton's back as Batman. It's like. You guys hated him. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I go back and look at, like, you know, because obviously I was too young, but I, I, I've i seen Mr. Mom. I've seen Johnny yeah. Dangerously. Like, I've seen those movies he did. I'm like, looking at it, go, yeah, if I was 20 when this was coming out, I would have probably, I probably would have been in that lot going, Michael Keaton is Batman? But I look back at it, and we, we've talked about this extensively. I love Ben Affleck. I think Robert Pattinson's going to be a great Batman yeah. if they can just keep the momentum. Right. But for me, Michael Keaton is Batman. There's a reason that I've probably contributed to 25% of the YouTube watches of the flash, <laughs> just because I get to see Michael Keaton. I, I at a Super Bowl party when they, or when they uh, launched that trailer, I told everybody, and I, I was not ashamed to say this. I stood up in the middle of a room of 30, 40 people. And I said, everybody shut the heck up. And I sat in front of that TV, watched that trailer. And then I turned around and said, you may resume. Like, I was like not that mistaken. five-year-old with his Batman VHS tape. Absolutely. Be quiet. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I told everybody you need to be quiet. Um, one for me, and I, I don't know if you'd have it on your list, but I know we both talked about it and we both really love this guy. But when I first heard it, because I grew up with Stallone, I wasn't able to put it in my head, mm -hmm. is Carl Urban is Dread in Judge Dread. Okay. I thought he, I was not about it. I saw Carl Urban as a blonde dude who was in the Lord of the Rings. And then I heard he's going to play Judge Dredd, and I'm like, I don't see it. 
and then I saw I saw Dread, and I'm like, you know what? This guy is amazing. I want another Dread movie with yeah. Carl Urban. See, now, I saw the original uh, Judge Dread with Stallone, and it was so bad in the yeah. theater. I was like, this is just awful. I I was sort of a back on Carl Urban at first, and then I thought, well, he did such an amazing job as McCoy in Star Trek yes. that I sort of almost forgot he was Carl Urban and was I was seeing uh, DeForest Leonard in that character because he sounded like him, he acted like him. And so I was like, all right, let's give him a chance as Judge Dredd. And now that's one of my favorite movies, and it's because of Carl Urban. And you yeah. never see you never see his face. You only see his mouth. Which, at f- the first time I saw that movie, I was like, really? The helmet's not coming off? Okay. All right, that's fine. But if and you, I was like, it's going to take it away. But then I saw it a second time, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it would kind of ruin it if he takes the helmet off, and it's, oh, he's just a regular guy. It, it, it kind of gives it that extra. Yeah, and I dug. I, I I wasn't a big I wasn't a big reader of the Dread comic books until after I saw the movie. I was like, this is not what I thought it was. And I dug in. He doesn't ever take his helmet off. He's yeah. never, he's never a person. He's Judge Dread all the time. You know, in in the comic books, he's never. There's no secret identity. There's no off duty. He is Judge Dread. He's the law. And it's like, oh my god, this is amazing. So once I dug into it, I was like, oh, it makes perfect sense for it. But yeah, that's if when I want another one of those too. It's like, can we get another one of those? Because Carl Urban is amazing, and I agree. When I first saw it, like, no, no, Doctor McCoy can't be Judge Dredd. <laughs> oh, absolutely, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, uh, what would what would be your next one? Uh, see, to me, it was I went through it and I couldn't really think of anything that 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 you know, um, movie wise. I, I thought of a lot of TV castings of stuff. I don't know. Are you I familiar? Some as well. Are you familiar with? Um, and it's an older series that not many people are familiar with. It's there's a book series, a novel series about a detective named Spencer, and they did a series in probably late '80s, early '90s called Spencer for Hire, and it was Robert Urich as this detective, and it was really cool because Avery Brooks is his friend, who's another tough detective named Hawk. And it was this, it was sort of cheesy because, you know, he's a good guy, but he's a, like a, he's almost like a white knight, the Spencer character is. He fights for good no matter how much it's going to hurt him or how wrong it might feel to others. And then they, they ended the series. It's like, oh, well, I love that series. Oh, it's coming back as movies. And now it's Joe Montana as this Ooh. tough guy character. And okay. it, it's like, no, 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 Joe Montana can't be Spencer. And it was almost to me like, <laughs> And I know this is one going to hit close to home for you. Tom Cruise as a Reacher. That one's painful across the board. Yes, I just, it's like, I actually watched part of that first movie uh, over the weekend last weekend. And it was like, I just, I can't get past the Amazon series. It's like, no, no, this isn't Reacher. There's... Tom Cruise isn't going to beat somebody up. He's too short. <laughs> you know, honestly, though, the Amazon series kind of like those movies. I, I, I never thought they were the greatest. I was able to kind of turn the brain off and just see, oh, it's it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. You know, in an action movie, I was able to buy into it. And then the Reacher series came out uh, with Alan Richardson. And like, same as you. The other day it was on TV and I would flip it and I'm like, oh, I put it on. And I got about four or five minutes into it. And I'm like, 
I'm gonna put the Amazon series on. I think I want to watch that more. I did the and same I watched thing. the Amazon series again. I just like I I can't get into this. I can't get into this. No, because Reacher's a giant guy who's a an XMP who can really beat you up. And it's like, that's not Tom Cruise. It's it's yeah. the guy in the series is is now Reacher to me. And I think Absolutely. that's the thing. Once once an actor, whether he's like Michael Michael Keaton is a really good example. You hate him and you hate him and you hate him and then you see the movie. And then he becomes the character. Now, for so many people, it's like all these other people can never be Batman because Michael Keaton is Batman. And I think you could get the same sort of thing with um, Adam Driver if he does an amazing job in this movie, if he puts his heart and soul into it and he is a great actor. You could we, you could walk away going, yeah, Chris Krasinski was good, but oh my God, this guy's really Reed Richards, you know? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And actually... Krasinski walks me right and going to TV is perfect because I had two TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the first TV one I'll get out of the way real quick is uh, Ben McKenzie was cast as Jim Gordon in Gotham. And when I first heard that, yes. I was the dude from the OC. No, not going to work. And by the end of the show, my wife and I were literally every week. Oh, God. Next episode. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Because yeah. we really liked him. And I was able to look and go, you know what? Take that. Fast forward it 15, 20 years. I could see him being. Like the Jim Gordon we know from the comics. Yeah, with the mustache and the glasses. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was absolutely there. And now, again, the the, the series finale, they kind of fell short on it. But I was able to at least buy into it and go, you know what? He could be Jim Gordon. But speaking of Krasinski, uh, and we're talking about about Amazon, uh, the new season of... Yes, of Jack Reacher comes out in, I believe, in June or July. Yeah. Uh, and when they announced Krasinski was going to be playing, uh, not Reach, is it Jack Reacher? No, no, Jack no. Ryan. Jack I'm Ryan. Sorry. It's a different Jack. Jack. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, just too so many Jacks. Uh, when they announced <laughs> exactly. he was going to be playing Jack Ryan, I'm like, the guy from The Office is going to do an action role in some context. He's not an action hero, but still. Right. And I'm like, and you're going to put him up against Harrison Ford, Alec Baldwin. Ben Affleck, Chris Pine, who, by the way, I think Chris Pine did a great job and was very under, uh, it was very much overlooked in the one movie he got to do, but still. Yeah, didn't I mean, Ben Affleck do against, one too? I think Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck did some yeah. of all fears, yep. Okay. It's like, but you're going to put him against those four. Those guys are at least action guys. Yeah. Krasinski's more of a comedy dude. Not that he can't do action. And then that first season came out and I went, holy cow, this is amazing. Yeah. He is phenomenal because he really is believable as the guy who can crunch those numbers in his head like it's nothing and figure it all out. But you're also it's also believable when you see him in a in a jail cell with two guys and he's not really winning the fight, but you could he's not gonna he, he's capable enough to handle himself to get out of the situation. And I was like, wow, this is phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal. I was like, I am so glad I didn't let the oh he can't do this get in the way of me watching this. Yeah. And there's been enough of those like that that it's like when you when I see when I see certain casting, Adam Driver, yeah, he doesn't f- doesn't immediately fit into the 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 shell for me. But okay, he's a really good actor. Let's let's give him a chance. It, it's the the it's the Mila Kunis like throwing in. We're gonna change this character to this. It's like no 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 no. Stick with what stick dance with who brung you. I think is the saying. Absolutely. You know? yep. you know? No, so, I agree. So I'm willing to I'm willing to give people a chance. To a point, mm-hmm. you know, I buy that. Yeah, you know, and it's because of of Krasinski, and it's because of uh, uh, Michael Keaton being so good. It's like, yeah, this could be. So uh, Adam Driver doesn't scare me away from it, 
Now, if they say, yeah, Mila Kunis will be the thing, it's like that could potentially scare <laughs> me away from it and go, yeah, if it's not gonna, if you're not going to give me the Fantastic Four, then I'm not going to pay into this. No. Oh, I, I, I don't disagree at all. I really don't. And I, I think in, in certain ways they have to kind of – there's certain uh, requirements you have to adhere to uh, to some extent. You can play and move and mess around and all that, but there are certain requirements we at least need or yeah. else it's like, okay, now you're just not even telling the story we're all here to see. You're telling an interpretation or you know, you're telling a new story and calling it. Yes, it was the problem I had with the Fantastic Four with the CGI Hulk. Is like this is a, a reinterpretation. This is the artist interpretation. It's like no, no, no. You have the material. Just do that. You can interpret within that a little bit, but people want to see that story. It's it's sort of like it's the Wizard of Oz, but now uh, the Wicked Witch of the West is going to be a guy, and he's not going to be green, and the Wizard's yeah. going to be a dog. You know, <laughs> it's like no, yeah, no, no, you, no, no, no. You, you you lost me when uh in the fa- that Fantastic Four when Doom looked like he had rolled around in a pile of garbage and was had plastic stuck to him everywhere instead yes. of metal. So yeah, you lost me there. Yes. And then my last one and this last one, uh, I put two of them down because I know we've talked about both of these movies. I'm I'm still not 100 percent if you've seen either of them, mm-hmm. but I'm a big fan of both of these entertainers. So for me, the other two that I was very skeptical when I heard about it, and then it came, they both came out, and I'm like, you know what? They worked one a little better than the other. Uh, the one that really worked for me was Rami Malek getting cast as Freddie Mercury. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Bohemian Rhapsody. Absolutely. I'm a big Queen fan. I love Queen. I was very skeptical because for the longest time, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, who played Borat, yeah. was, was in talks to do it. And I was like, you know what? He looks like him. He thins out a little bit. They give him everything. He looks like him, and it's believable. And, of course, that fell apart. And then they're like, Rami Malek. I'm like, Mr. Robot? No, that's not going to work. It's not going to happen. I, I can't see that. And then the movie came out, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Freddie Mercury is on stage right exactly. now. This is amazing. Yep. It was beautifully done. And then the second one, because this is might be my favorite entertainer of all time, didn't get the look, but I think, you know what? He got the, the, uh, the mannerisms, the way he was perfectly, and that kind of took me out of uh, that doesn't look anything like him, uh, is Taron Edgerton playing Elton John. Those were two that I was very skeptical when I heard about it. And then when they came out, I was immediately like, wow, these two did perfect, perfect performances to play these guys. Like I said, Rami Malek, probably a little bit more than Taron Edgerton, but both of them were absolutely great in my book. Yeah, and I haven't seen the Elton John movie yet. Okay. I, that I, one's a little more of a fantasy. Right, Because right. Elton John's interpretation. And you warned me about that, and so it's like, I'm not, it's not that you scared me away from it. It's just like, I, I'm going to have to be in the mood yes. to see this, where... I knew Bohemian Rhapsody was more of like a, a biopic. It was like, I Absolutely. wanted to see, and I, well, and I thought that's what this was. And you said, no, no, don't go in expecting that. You're going to be very disappointed. I was like, oh, thank you. It was almost like the Jokers. Like if you went into that, that Joker movie expecting to see a Batman comic book story, people walked out horrifically disappointed. But if you went in expecting to see like a taxi driver, almost horror movie, yeah, you walked out going, this is an amazing movie. So I'm trying to get my head around it because I do want to see the Elton John movie, but I knew I have to be in the right frame of mind or I'm going to walk away going, this is horrible, you know? Yeah, no, you absolutely cannot go into it with the expectations of seeing right. a biopic. You're going to see a biopic to some extent, but like uh, the way I explained it to people who want to see it, I'm like, it's a phenomenal movie. If you love his music, it's great, but it, it goes from him being a small child all the way up until, you know, when he kind of reemerges after years of drug problems. And I said it, they use certain songs to bridge many years. Like he, 
he ODs in a pool and they use the entire Rocket Man song yeah. to just do a big dance choreography of him going to rehab, coming out of rehab and performing again. So it's not a there's it's not a it's very much a musical to that extent yeah. of a bi- of a biography. It's it's a little bit you do have to be ready to kind of stretch the imagination right. a couple times to make it work. Yeah. And when I'm what yeah, in some like movies like that, you if you're not in the right frame of mind you're not going to enjoy it. So it's like, I got to be in the right, right mind mindset. Want to see Elton John and go, okay, we're going to lock in the Elton John fantasy land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the, the one I, I put one bad down because we can't not have a bad one, <laughs> one that I didn't like when they announced it. And I don't still don't like it now. Uh, I know we both hated this movie. Uh, I know he said he'll never do another one of these movies again because he hated it so much. Uh, Jared Leto is Morbius. Oh Yeah. Just and, such a bad swing. And it had such potential. Absolutely. Even with Jared Leno, I, I just think, I, and I honestly, I believe it was like, it's like Edward Norton's Hulk. I think Jared Leno is the one who, which, who probably which, by the way, the I movie. also had down on this list as a backup <laughs> yeah. with Edward Norton's Hulk. So. You know, it's like, it like, you know, this had potential and with you, but you your ego got in the way and it became something just terrifically bad. <laughs> I feel like he's to blame for that, like Norton was to blame for ruining Hulk. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It just didn't it didn't work out like uh, like it, it, it had the potential to, as you said, because yes. there, there was a lot of potential for it. And I think also there was such build up for it. And then we finally got it. And it was like, wow, really, you had all this time and this is what you gave us. Yeah. It's when not- they, yeah, they build up something huge like that. And it's such a stinker. It's it's like uh, Showgirls. Remember Showgirls? Oh, yes. It was like oh, yes. I never you couldn't escape it for a, a, a month. And then it came out and it's like, this is the worst thing ever. How could you be Absolutely. proud of this? Well, that's part of the reason I'm so scared about The Flash is there's such build up for it. And yeah. it's been so long and there's so much weaving throughout it. And it's like I'm just so petrified we're going to get it. And Michael Keaton's return to the, you know, to the cowl is going to be such a letdown. Michael Keaton, so. Ben Affleck both look cool. The Supergirl looks cool. It's. And I can't. I'm, his name is eluding me now. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Yes, he's such a loose cannon, Absolutely. and he's so. You're. It's like, you, he could be great in the movie, but he's he's personally and publicly such a train wreck. It's like, yeah, you're. You got to be really careful with this. <laughs> this genuinely might be the first time in the history of cinema that a living actor actually can't do press on his own movie because they're too afraid of what he'll do to exactly. it. Exactly. And the questions so. that will be asked of him when he's sitting there. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully they very, very put out Keaton, put out Affleck, let them talk about it. Let them talk. <laughs> and I, I've heard rumors there will be a third Batman that we, we don't know anything about yet. So this could be it could be interesting. We could yeah. get a, we could get a curveball. I have so. and I yeah I would that would be cool to see and I have a feeling that's they're building it up so much that it's like, yeah, there's going to be a few cameos that we weren't, weren't going about, to yeah. expect. And maybe even a thing at the end to build into uh, James Gunn's new DC universe, which would be Absolutely. very cool. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here. And you've been watching, obviously, once they announce the Fantastic Forecast, you know, there's going to be an episode of us breaking down every, <laughs> you know, every little bit of it. Brian's going to have problems. I'm going to have problems. I'll probably cast one person we like. Uh, and, uh, and we'll absolutely dissect it. And tell you how much it will suck. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Because you know what? Brian always tells you he's right. And in this case, he is probably right. <laughs> if they put Mila Kunis in there, it will suck. And I will be right. Yes. Okay. Well, we're, we're going to look out for that. Uh, Brian Morton, always appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, too. Also, uh, maybe. Yeah. 
all the words you needed to use in that <laughs> sentence. Uh, uh, I, I'm Eric. I'm Eric Dorsch. We'll talk again soon.